Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning, everybody. I'm Morgan Cunningham on Face Connecticut. We're, of course, on WTIC News Talk 1080, Light 100.5 WRCH, and also 96.5 TIC. And we're talking today about financial resources available for family caregivers to keep seniors at home. Of course, many families would prefer to keep elderly loved ones at home, but finance... That is a problem. People are concerned about finances and being able to keep that up for as long as possible. Now, some states actually pay family members to provide care for their elderly loved one. And joining us today to talk about this issue and this topic is Mario Dequila. He is the chief operating officer at Assisted Living Services Incorporated, an award-winning home care agency here in Connecticut to talk about some state and federal programs that allow people to earn while caregiving. Mario, welcome to the program. Good morning. Morning. Thank you for having me today. Oh, very happy to have you here. I mean, first of all, could you just start talking about a little bit about what Assisted Living Services Incorporated is, what it's all about? What, what do you do there? Sure. Um, we're a non-medical home care agency. Um, we were founded in 1996. And really our goal here is to provide uh, care for aging individuals in their home uh, for as long as possible. Um, the company really was founded uh, uh, by uh, my parents, actually. They, they had a, an immediate need for our great-grandfather, and uh, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And all the different things that he was doing such as wandering and uh, being really forgetful, not taking his medications, just doing generally, um, you know, dangerous things throughout the home. Like he, he wouldn't, uh, he had trouble, you know, walking up the stairs and, and just doing things that um, wouldn't allow him to live home safely. And in essence, we hired a, a few caregivers to help him age in place um, for the rest of his life. I'm sure that you guys saw some benefits with that, of course, you know, getting to have for yourself your loved one nearby, but also for their care. You get to oversee it yourself, right? Yeah, the great part about non-medical home care, um, and some people refer to it as uh, private duty home care, there's different uh, different names for it, is that, you know, you, you get a, uh, a caregiver or, or, or multiple caregivers that really become almost part of the family. Um, they're there with mom or dad or, or grandma or grandpa, and um, 
you know, you get to really tailor the experience for the senior um, to their, their preferences living at home, which is great. Um, especially when family is close, it's great. Um, and it's even better for uh, folks that live out of state, too, that, you know, can't always be there for, for mom or dad. Um, you know, we can help them age in place safely. And other family members get comfortable having other helpers nearby as well at the house, too. You know, like you said, they become an extension of the family. Certainly. I mean, it's always good to be able to give, a, you know, your, your mom or dad's caregiver a call to say, you know, how is mom or dad today? Um, you know, y- you get that sense of security because you have that really tight-knit um, communication with our company and our caregivers and employees. Now, across Connecticut, you've been able to help provide care to thousands of Connecticut seniors and peoples of all ages, really, who need assistance, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have a few different um, service lines that we offer, you know, at Assisted Living Services, um, and we help a host of different folks, right? Anywhere from people who need hourly shifts, um, let's say they need someone to care for mom or dad just during the day, maybe between 9 and 5, um, all the way up to, uh, you know, 24-hour live-in support where, um, you know, hourly care isn't necessarily appropriate for somebody. They may need somebody there um, 24 hours a day that can live in with them to assure that they're aging in place comfortably and safely, all the way to um, we're we're actually a contracted provider with uh, the Medicaid waiver program for adult family living foster care, which is if you live with um, your loved one or or um, an aging individual, you can become a foster caregiver to provide their care in the home um, and receive a tax-free stipend for that. And I can absolutely go into that if you'd like as well. Oh, absolutely. Let's start off, though, with what are some possible warning signs in a loved one that may make you say to yourself, hey, maybe we do need some extra help here or maybe we need to focus our efforts at home differently to care for our loved one? How about starting there? You know, what are the warning signs that we come across? Sure. And these these things that I'm going to list here do sneak up sometimes. Um, they don't just happen overnight, um, generally. They do sneak up. And, you know, I would advocate that, you know, if you see any of these warning signs, you know, you start researching as soon as possible, right? The last thing you want to do is uh, scramble um, in, in an emergency to find sort of the next steps uh, for mom or dad or your loved one, you know? So, um, but I can certainly start with that. I think uh, forgetfulness and confusion is something that you need to keep an eye out for. Um, if it's not just, you know, hey, where did I put my keys today, right? It's things like forgetting names, um, forgetting where you live, forgetting, uh, you know, where you put, um, you know, food. If you start putting it in the, the cupboard instead of the refrigerator, that, that's, that's something that, that's a warning sign. That, that's forgetfulness, confusion um, that you should keep an eye out for. Uh, neglect of physical appearance and basic hygiene. If you start to notice that your loved one isn't bathing, isn't caring for themselves, uh, not brushing teeth or hair, that is a warning sign. Um, Neglecting medical needs. Um, You know, you ask your loved one, when was the last time you saw a doctor? 
And, you know, I don't know, right, if you get that answer, um, that that's something that, that's definitely a warning sign. Um, trouble performing routine tasks or chores, you know, just something as easy as making breakfast, um, if, if they're having trouble doing that every day, um, or a routine task or chore like, um, you know, cleaning the home, that's something to keep an eye out for. Uh, personality changes are big if one day, you know, you you start to notice that uh, your loved one is a little, little more reserved than normal. If they're usually very talkative, um, that that's an indication, uh, potential indication of of dementia. Um, inability to handle finances and pay bills, that's a big one. And then really unsteadiness and clumsiness, or a re- recent history of falling, can be uh, something that you really want to keep an eye out for because, as we know, uh, falls are are one of the um, you know, leading causes of hospitalizations in in seniors and the elderly. So that's something that we want to reduce as much as possible. And if you're noticing that that can happen or the person is prone to having that happen, you definitely want to research your options. Like you said, a lot of these issues do creep up. They sneak up on people. And I can speak from my own personal experience here, um, having an elderly relative who has since passed away, but unfortunately we saw that decline happen over time. I was a, a child, but you get hit with that moment of realization, uh-oh, something is wrong here. You know, How do you come to grips with that yourself when you see an elderly relative going through these challenges? You want to help them, but you have to realize it and understand it yourself first. Definitely. I mean, and it's, it's something that, you know, it is sad. Um, you know, it is a part of aging is a part of life. I think it's it's difficult for uh, you know for many to accept that. I mean, um, it, it it is, and and generally people will need some sort of help later on in life, right? And I think that you know coming to terms with that is very important. I think that knowing where to go is very important, right? When that moment does happen, just educating yourself on um, finances for later in life. Um, educating yourself on really the options and the differences between the types of care that can be received. There, there are various differences, such as uh, a, there's a difference between non-medical home care and skilled home care. Right? Many people don't know that. Um, so it's important to know the differences. It's important to know the differences of the different types of facilitative type care. I mean, there's an independent living uh, communities. There are assisted living uh, communities. There's long-term care communities. Um, and it's it's, you know, if I would impress upon the listeners anything, it's learn some of these things sooner before, uh, you know, before something happens. It's nice to have a plan um, for your loved one or even educate them about it, right? Hey, mom or dad, what do you want to do later in life? Do you want to stay home? Is, is aging in place important or is aging in a community with other seniors important for you for socialization, right? Um, these are some things that in early discussion – I think it's just very important. Face Connecticut, our guest this morning is Mario DeQuilla of Morgan Cunningham. Mario is the Chief Operating Officer at Assisted Living Services Incorporated. Mario, you brought up some of the differences between levels of care, right? Could you talk about some of those skilled versus more independent? Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, so, you know, the differences of... uh, the continuum of care, we like to call it, right? It's not just, hey, I just need skilled home care. I just need non-medical care. 
you, you may need a host of different things, right? Um, skilled home care includes, um, you know, nursing visits, actually having an RN come and visit to do wound care, vitals, and things like that, um, to physical therapy visits, right, where a, a physical therapist would come to the home and uh, kind of get you back up and on your feet, to occupational therapy, um, and a host of other different types of therapies where these folks would, you know, assist in getting you prepped to live uh, in, in your home, maybe after an incident happened, right? Um, all the way to non-medical home care where a caregiver can come to the home and provide really all of the things that you need um, in terms of activities of daily living, you know, things like dressing, cooking, cleaning, medication reminders, um, transfers throughout the home, uh, bathing, um, other personal hygiene, um, you know, things that you need to, to age, age in place healthy. Um, and really, we find that that's paramount, um, and it really dovetails nicely. It's not like, you know, uh, you might need one over the other. Um, generally, uh, you know, aging individuals would have both, right? You'd have a nursing visit or a PT visit in the morning, um, and maybe the non-medical home care uh, caregiver would be there throughout the day to assist you throughout your day. I think we're at the point now where maybe the family is starting to decide whether in-home care is needed or not. So when you come to that uh, conclusion, what else may need to be considered? Um Finances are, are number one, right? I, I would say finances. Can you age in place um, with your financial situation? And I think that it's important to note that there are different uh, programs offered um, through, and I'm speaking strictly of uh, through Connecticut, um, through um Medicaid uh, waiver programs administered through Department of Social Services, um, such as the Connecticut Home Care Program for Elders. And th these programs are designed to help people age um, in the community over institutional care. So if, um, you know, if, if the senior doesn't have the, the funding to pay privately for home care, these programs are what I would uh, recommend uh, those folks looking into, right, to really see if they qualify, number one, and number two, to see if it's something that's needed. Tell me more about maybe some programs that the state of Connecticut offers that can help families out with this process, perhaps in figuring out what kind of care may be best for an individual, but certainly when it comes to the finances. Certainly. Um, so first and foremost, the Connecticut Home Care Program for Elders is administered through Department of uh, Social Services. Um, the applicant must be 65 years of age or older uh, to be eligible. They must be a Connecticut resident, and they also must be at risk of nursing home placement, um, and they must meet the program's financial el uh, eligibility criteria, right? Um, so there are certain asset and income limits in order to be eligible eligible for this program. Um, and really to be at risk of nursing home placement, that means that the applicant needs assistance with critical needs, right? Um, it's, you know, things like bathing, dressing, eating, taking medications, toileting. Um, and, you know, those things, must be uh, key 
to keeping that person aging in place safely. If they can't do it on their own, then they would would most likely qualify for for the Connecticut Home Care Program for elders. Um, and you know, there are different service lines within that program that might be more or less appropriate for the individual. There's, uh, you know, like I, I recommended before, there are hourly uh, home care uh, services offered. There are uh, living um, services offered. And then there's the Adult Family Living Foster Care Program, which is, um, I think it's a, a very innovative program because it's it's suitable for those folks that maybe live in with their loved one. Um, maybe they you know, aren't working right now, and, you know, the reason why they're not working is because they're caring full-time for mom or dad, well, they could be paid for doing that through the Adult Family Living Foster Care Program. How does pay for that work? Do you know? Yeah, so, you know, essentially the um, the senior has to qualify for, for the Connecticut Home Care Program um, with all the eligibility criteria that I, that I went over. Um, so, if they do qualify and if they do have a caregiver living in the home with them, um, and it doesn't just have to be a loved one, it could be a friend or, uh, you know, but it just can't be a legally liable relative like a spouse, um, they could be paid a tax-free stipend uh, for providing that care. And essentially what they have to do is ensure that that person can age in place safely and that their health needs are being met every day. Um, And how that's done is, a provider such as ourselves uh, through assisted living services is we send out a um, a, a nurse that would um, monitor the environment and coach the the family caregiver to ensure that the health and safety needs of the loved one are being met, right? And when they do so every day, um, the provider, um, you know, us, would would pay that tax-free stipend to the individual um, for ensuring that that person is uh, aging in place safely. Are there other states that offer a similar kind of program, or is Connecticut kind of in its own little island here? You know what? There there actually are. I mean, not every state uh, offers the same program, but I can certainly tell you that similar programs are offered in the following states, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, in Rhode Island and even New York and Georgia uh, offer similar programs to this. Um, like I said, it's it's just innovative that the states are looking into sort of these, uh, you know, different routes of, of providing care as, you know, as we call it the silver tsunami, right, where when all the um, the uh, baby boomers are, are uh, coming of age, we're going to need more innovative programs to ensure that these these folks can age in place safely, um, and I think that these foster care programs are are key um, to ensuring that that happens. Well, that's actually interesting you mentioned that because that was one of my questions I was thinking about. What's the future look like for in-home care? Is there going to be more of it, uh, less of it? Uh, what's it going to look like? Maybe other programs may be in the works that will be helpful down the line. Any insight on that? I, I think that in-home care is, is going to, you know, be expanded. I think that what's happening is, and you, you may notice this, that there are many uh, non-medical and medical home care agency, agencies throughout the state and, and the country um, opening up. 
um, there's a lot of different facilities that are actually opening up, different assisted living facilities and independent care facilities. They, they must know something's coming, right? They don't just open up for nothing, right? So um, I think that what's going to happen is in, in the home care space in the future, um, home care providers are going to need to, since there is going to be at some point a lack of, um, you know, the supply and demand curve is, is going to kind of uh, reach reach a an inflection point where there's just not going to be enough caretakers for for all the all the um, you know seniors who do want Asian place. So I think technology is going to have to be uh, really embraced in the home um, to ensure that some of the care needs are met through technology. I think that um, programs such as the Adult Family Living Foster Care Program are going to be need to going to need to. Uh, be be more widely accepted and used throughout the country. I think Connecticut is is doing excellent with it, but I think that other other states really need to get on that um, bandwagon as well to ensure that there's enough caretakers. And really, lastly, I think that um, you know folks are going to you know be more apt to planning for the future. I think they're they're going to start to think now, right? Hey, I'm you know, in my 60s or 70s, what am I going to need in the next um, 10, 20, 30 years to make sure that I'm aging in place? So I think elder law um, and estate planning attorneys are really going to um, do well as, you know, in the next few years to, to assist these folks in, in getting their assets and uh, wills and trusts all, all set up. Um, and that's one of the, the highlights, actually, that I want to make sure that people know understand is that if you don't have um, you know an estate plan in place and, and you're aging, that I would start there. That's absolutely where I would start. Just to ensure that you uh, all your wishes are met um, when you age, right? And and when you want to either stay at home where you want your money to go, um, you know, eventually. We're down to maybe the last two minutes here on Face Connecticut. Our guest, Mario D'Aquila, he's with Assisted Living Services Incorporated, serving uh, Connecticut here. And we're talking about the elderly and aging and staying at home and getting in-home care. Uh, any final thoughts that you'd like to share? I know one last question I may have had was about federal programs that are available to care for the elderly, since we've been talking so much about the state of Connecticut and the state level. Yeah, certainly. There, there are some federal programs. And I, I think often overlooked is a benefit for military veterans. I think that people think that, oh, geez, you know, I, I, I'm not sure where to go. Maybe I have to pay privately for home care. And they overlook these, this particular program. Um, it's called the Veterans Aid and Attendance Program. Um, and it can be used to pay for care at home or an assisted living or even some of the other uh, auxiliary um, home care and facility type living um, costs for a veteran or their spouse. All right. I really do appreciate your time this morning on Face Connecticut. Anything else you'd like to add, Mario? You know, I think that um, just one last thing, I, you know, I'd like to add, and I, I, I just want to, uh, you know, let the folks know, I think it's important to, um, if I didn't say it already, get your estate planning, uh, you know, in place um, as you age. Get your estate planning in place. Do your research for home care um, and senior care. Um, there's a ton of great information online. Um, our website has a, has a host of different resources that you could use. 
and um, just plan early, and, and you won't be sorry. Mario, it's been great having you this morning on Face Connecticut. And where can people find out a little bit more information on state programs, perhaps on Assisted Living Services Incorporated, your company? Where can just people learn a little bit more? Definitely. Our website is excellent for resources. And I, I would go, go on this, um, if you have the time, our website is www.assistedlivingct.com. Um, or you can call us at 203 634 8668. All right. It's been great talking with you. We'll have to get another update down the line. Thank you so much, Mario. Hey, thank you very much for having me today. Absolutely. You have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 